Aging of Being on tracks from abroad with Jesse was an amazing experience. I was able to share about my culture and my home country, Argentina. A few months after we won the World Championship uh, soccer, the music that I love and that I connect with where I'm from as well. And also talking about the immigrant experience, being an international student, and I'm very, very thankful. Show your support by donating online at CIUT.FM.
Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. My name is Jesse McDougall. I hope you are enjoying the start to your summer, and today you're joining us for episode number 67. We're learning today all about Mongolia, and we interviewed the president of the Mongolian Students Association, that was Tetsin. Tetson joined our show along with co-host Elizabeth, who first came to TFA for an episode all about Lithuania, and uh, we had a great conversation. We talked to Tetson about all kinds of things. We learned about Genghis Khan, we learned about the animals that you find in Mongolia, and the complex political problems that plague this country. Um, <laughs> They're endless. You're gonna you're gonna hear from Tetsin, who has aspirations to become the mayor of uh, Ulaanbaatar, the capital of Mongolia. Uh, I met Tetsin in a political science class at the University of Toronto, and he makes uh, for a great interviewee. I think you'll like today's show. And we've got some exciting news coming on in here, which is that the National Campus and Community Radio Association, the NCRA, has given our show Tracks from Abroad its Excellence in Student Programming Award given to just one show every single year that's created by a student. We are so happy to uh, receive that award. And because CIUT's spring funding drive is going on right now, if you feel the same way, if you feel like this show has given you some new knowledge about countries around the world, helped you find some new music, we would really appreciate it if you donate to CIUT to help shows like Tracks from Abroad continue for a long time to come. So let's get into today's episode. Of course, episode number 67, we're going to learn a lot about Mongolia and talk to Tetsin, the president of the Mongolian Students Association. Today's interview was edited by volunteer Rosa Karamaza. Without further ado, my name is Jesse McDougall, and let's get into this interview right here on CIUT 89.5. Today we're in CIUT's new podcasting studio, recording with two students, one of whom is my special host, Elizabeth Cherniak. Hello, Elizabeth. How are you? Hi, I am doing great, and I'm so excited to be here. You're my co-host on the show today. You've been volunteering with Tracks from Abroad, which I really appreciate, and we're going to ask some questions to our other friend over there. That is Tetsin, a student from Mongolia, who is also the president of the Mongolian Students Association at U of T. Tetsin, welcome to our show. Thank you, Jesse. Um, I'm also very excited to be here, and I'm Tetsin Rambayer, and I'm from Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, the capital city of Mongolia. I'm a fourth-year human geography focus and planning and i'm also double minoring in political science and history so i'm very excited and honored to be here please tell us first tetson how did you come from mongolia to canada my story is i came here in 2019 with my dad i've been to like seven or eight countries but i really want to visit north america and uh, the moment i stepped in canada i was like wow i'm here for this time, I will be here for a longer time. So when classes start, reality hit me right in the face. <laughs> like, yeah, now you're a student, you have to like uh, get used to the uh, education system. So it was very kind of like challenging. But now I start to consider Toronto as my like second home. So I'm looking forward to graduate, graduating my, my degree and, right. and so on. Right. You're getting real close. And I want to ask you about the Mongolian Students Association, for which you are the president. Mm -hmm. And on your Instagram page, you do several announcements. You speak the, the Mongolian language mm -hmm. and you dress yourself in mm -hmm. traditional clothes like this. Mm -hmm. Tell us what you're wearing in this picture. Okay. So our traditional costume is called Dej. 
So uh, in English, it's spelled D-E-E-L. So D-double-E and L. And it's kind of like a rope. You'll just button it up and then you'll just uh, wear a belt. And then that, that'll be pretty much like how you wear a del. So the, that del was worn throughout our Mongolian history and Mongolian heritage. So even Genghis Khan used to like wear this kind of costume to go to war, to go to ceremony. So that kind of del is mostly made out of like silk and then lots of like variety of colors. And then the colors represent different meanings. Like during, uh, during winter, people tend to uh, wear like del with fur inside with like kind of like insulated. And during the summer, which I'm wearing, it's considered a summer, a summer del as like a ceremonial or like a, a costume which should be wear during like celebrations like our Lunar New Year or like our Nadam celebration, which is our traditional festival that's held on the first week of July. And that's our like traditional costume. Have you gone back home since you've been to Canada? Uh-huh. I went back home in June 2020 because Mongolia closed off its borders and the only way getting back to Mongolia is through like getting registered and getting in the queue to get into the government charter flights. So I was on the wait list to get onto a plane to go back home. So, and then I went back and I fin- and and actually I finished my second year from home, like mm. totally uh, oh. totally online. So I have to like work and study during uh, with like 12 to 13 hour difference mm. must in, have been awful in, yeah, in terms of like daylight saving time when daylight saving time starts uh, the time difference will become 13 mm-hmm. so especially during my second semester I my f- schedule was like 12 a.m. to 6 a.m. non-stop so like it was exhausting so I went back and I was glad that I went back because I was I was kind of like emotionally and kind of like mentally exhausted because I think if I decide to not go back I will be here and everything will be shut down and I will be away from my parents and from my grandma that I uh, I grew very close with my grand my grandma so I think I think I, I'm very glad that I went back speaking of your grandmother I remember you and I were walking together after class mm-hmm. and you described a way that you used to live which is in one of these enclosures I think you call them gur gur so describe what these are how um, she would have lived in them, and then what are the what are the pros and cons of living in this circular uh-huh. tent? So it's called Gir, and the, uh, Gir is our primary home that was lived through our ancestors. You can date back to the era of Huns. So we've been living in Gir's for pretty much like thousands of years, and it's totally suitable for people who have a nomadic kind of lifestyle like us. So uh, I've lived uh, in a Gir for a few months during the summertime. Decide to like you know build up our gear and then instead of like living in the house let's just live in the gear because it's very healthy in terms of like airflow and then if you're kind of hot during like hot summer days in the gear you could just like pull up it's we call it the skirt of the gear we could just pull it up for better airflow so like air could go through a gear without any problems or whatsoever Mm -hmm. and in terms of that it's very comfy but in terms of family like building up a family it's kind of like privacy wise (laughs) I should tell privacy is really lacking Uh, privacy is really lacking right (laughs) but it didn't stop our ancestors to like have some babies <laughs> because in they made it work oh yeah and the uh during like 1960s and uh, 1940s the time where mongolia's population doubled or like, maybe tripled was during the 1950s and 60s most of the people during that time were living in the gears and during those times families had like at least five children and like a modern western lifestyle for me in terms of privacy it's kind of like lacking but my ancestors my grandparents figured out how to go around 
generally when there is modernization happening or just a difference in shift of how many people there are there is a tendency to forget our culture in a way mm-hmm. and just accept the new ideas that are coming in and in that process sometimes our culture can get lost but to what extent do you think people still live in gears and still preserve that part of your culture mm-hmm. so in Ulaanbaatar most of the people lives in apartments like modern apartments uh, during Mongolia was a socialist country um, Russians built like um, inst- like five-story yellow apartments mass built i think you could relate oh yes i know those oh yeah mm-hmm. like why, why do you know those real quick um because there are plenty of those in lithuania yeah. some of them are getting knocked down and rebuilt mm-hmm. but some are not getting knocked down some are just like the apartments are getting mm-hmm. renovated so there still are plenty of those they're yeah, not like quite they're so mass, beautiful like district projects that was uh, yeah. like heavily consistent on those kind of like yellow five-story buildings mm-hmm. but in the countryside there are many herders who are still like preserving our nomadic culture unlike here in mongolia herders just let the um livestock raise wherever they like and those kind of stuff and for youth i should say we're trying our best mm-hmm. to maintain our culture and for me i try to spread my mongolian heritage with my best of my ability well, we are learning a lot already about Mongolia today mm-hmm. on Tracks from Abroad from Tetsun. He's the president of the Mongolian Students Association. We also have our lovely Tracks from Abroad co-host, Elizabeth. We are here talking again about Mongolia, but we are going to take a music break. We're going to be right back with you. You're listening to CIUT 89.5 FM. Oh, 
UT 89.5 FM listeners, my name is Isabella Milano. I'm a vocal music student at the University of Toronto, and recently I was on TFA as a co-host with Jesse about an episode on Colombia with my cousin Alejandra Ballestas. We had so much fun talking with Jesse, um, and we loved learning about other music through interviews from the show, featuring U of T students from all over the globe. past 35 years, CIUT.FM, the volunteer-powered radio station in the heart of Toronto, has trained thousands of volunteers. Our charity-run station focuses on giving students and community members the tools to share their passion for music and their city. Support the sound of your city and our charity. Please donate at CIUT.FM. Hey everyone, it's Vanessa from the African Student Association at UTSC, also from Zambia and Ghana, and you're listening to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. Oh, 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 
Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. My name is Jesse McDougall. I'm joined by my co-host Elizabeth, and today we're talking with Tetson. He is the president of the University of Toronto Mongolian Students Association. And Tetson, you and I are both in a political science class. We've got these two presentations coming up at the end of the semester. Neither of us have done oh, yeah. them. So next, next week, week we're going to both yeah. see you know, what, we, what we come to present. And you are presenting on a very interesting subject. Mm-hmm. I'd love you to tell us about it. Okay, so um, basically, I wanted to present the human rights violations using like political like populism. Long story short, our country transitions from socialist regime to democracy in 1990, and one of the leaders of the democratic movement is Zoruk Tanjasurung, and he's one of our prominent leaders that literally like led Mongolia to democracy. He was one of our spearheads, and democracy did one in 1990, and he did elected as we call it the straight gate great. It's similar to uh, like House of Speakers or the Senate, uh, like in the States. And when he was in office, I think I can remember the exact details, but he was still in the office when he was assassinated in 1998. Even until now, no one knows who really ordered the assassination of Zorik. And uh, it is very popular among populist politicians to use it as a leverage to get reelected again to the office. Already 25 years since Zorik, like Mr. Sanjasurum was killed. This is a very like tragic topic though. And we were also wondering, we saw that you were protesting in December at Young and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Could you talk more about that? Oh, yeah. What was that about? Certainly. Okay. So there's recently been a scandal that was exposed to the public of 
It's about like coal theft. Coal, like so, mining coal. Yeah, burning Mongolia coal? is oh. often like Mongolia has uh, a very rich natural resources. We tend to export to Russia and China and beyond. Mm. And a scandal was exposed to the public saying that forty-four. Trillion Mongolian tourists, like what, 15, 16 billion dollar USD, okay. approximately. So that worth of coal was been illegally exported to China and elsewhere without the funds getting back to the government. Okay. So oh. that's one of the primary reasons of us protesting at Yangindanda Square. And the reason that we protest is to support the main protest that was happening at our Subwater Square. Mm -hmm. And there were like thousands of youth activists, students, and people who literally got off from their work to join the cause. So um, there were like a group of people, like political operatives of Mongolia. They have been divesting the coal that was mined from our local mines, our local like government owns mining resources and exporting elsewhere, yeah. exporting abroad, and then the funds never got back. Yeah, so you can think about the infrastructure benefits that could have appeared and could have benefited your people, exactly, yeah. but that didn't. 14, so, 15, sorry, 14, yeah. 15 billion dollars. Billions of dollars. Talk about corruption in, in Mongolia. Is that an issue that you'd like to see addressed and changed? Certainly, 100%. Uh, corruption is one of the most uh, sensitive topic of Mongolia. So I think we have been like ranked one of the the worst like corrupted countries. So it is very common for Mongolian politicians to be corrupt, to use their authority to like sell off some like licenses of the like, government licenses to businesses or to, to, to corporates. And then they will get their shares like 10%. They will just say, as long as you give me the 10%, I'll give you that permit. So I think that is one of the reasons that we're kind of like struggling to uh, reach like um, some upper levels of development. Yeah, it is very difficult to know that a country that you care for so much mm -hmm. has leaders that are not bringing people mm -hmm. to their first priority. What are some things that you would like to see change in Mongolia? One of my biggest dreams when I go back home is to become a mayor of Ulaanbaatar. And if I become Ulaanbaatar's mayor, I want to transform Ulaanbaatar into a human-friendly, human-based city because right now, the state of Ulaanbaatar in terms of livability... Mm. Low healthy, quality of life. Low quality of life, exactly. Those kind of things touch my heart. So I really uh, want to transform the infrastructure. At least I want to transform Ulaanbaatar as a city which could be friendly towards children because there is not much infrastructure or like spaces for children to spend their time with their parents, with their friends, to get fresh air because air pollution is also one of the most uh, controversial topics of Ulaanbaatar, of Mongolia. So I want to transform the infrastructure and public transportation. We're still using like the old decommissioned 1980s Korean buses and the fumes coming out of the buses are totally toxic and it's polluting our environment, polluting our air that we're breathing. So I want to get a reform on public transportation and I want to at least like try and join the cause of transforming Wolamater to a better livable and human-friendly city in the future. All right. Well, we are going to take a music break here on Tracks from Abroad. Of course, on every single show, the music that we play is from the given country. So we're going to hear some Mongolian music and you're going to be back with Tetsin, Elizabeth, and myself, Jesse McDougall, in just a moment on CIUT 89.5 FM.
I joined TFA because I think TFA is making a very big difference in our community. After joining the podcast and hearing the interview questions and responding to them, I saw just how much insight a listener of TFA can get into the ongoings in countries all around the world. I feel like it provides an insider perspective on uh, the culture, the life, the cuisine, everything about a given country and there's just so much to learn and so much to be exposed to um, about these wonderful places all around the world and so I really do applaud TFA for the work they do. It's quite amazing. CIUT 89.5 FM celebrating 35 years as the sound of your city. Visit CIUT.FM and donate now.
My name is Hugo from Guatemala and you're listening to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. Welcome back to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. My name is Jesse McDougall, joined by co-host Elizabeth. Today we're talking with Tetson about Mongolia. And Elizabeth, you've got a question all locked and loaded. Yes, so we saw that you visited Mount Burhan Khaldun. Yes, Burhan Khaldun. <laughs> yes, the tributary mountain of Genghis Khan, the leader of the Mongol Empire. And Jesse and I don't know too much about it. I don't. Tell us more about it. What is... Burhan okay. What is... Uh, yeah. Genghis Khan is where, like, most of the Mongolian's pride lie in, in towards the culture, like, heritage and history. We are very, like, proud of our history. And Genghis Khan, he is the founder of the Mongol Empire. He was born in 1162, and he founded the Mongol Empire in 1206. He was the first one to like unite all Mongolian tribes into one hmm. and from there he literally like took over almost half, half of the world so our empire reached even into the Middle East to all of China and even to Korea by the time we were very close to invade UK our thing was Londonium by that time so they were like very like petrified of us they were like depicting us like devils but <gasps> the reason why we then reached London is we got called back because Genghis Khan died so they leader of the Mongol army was, I think, Bat? Bat or... Uh, I can't recall, but the leaders got called back because he was one of the uh, important members of the royal family. So that's why we didn't reach to L- London. But we fought the Egypts. So so talk about the significance of this moment in history. Obviously, many hundred years ago, mm-hmm. but still mm-hmm. remembered and, and talked about today. Mm-hmm. As we get back to the question, Burhan Haldun is situated in Hinti province, and we consider uh, Hinti province as the birthplace of Genghis Khan. So he was born in 1162, and he was born in present-time Hinti province, and every time when Genghis Khan goes to a war or to a conquest, uh, the first thing he does is to climb up to Burhan Haldun mountain to pay his tributes. During that time, our main religion was the eternal blue sky. It's like shamanism. So our primary relic of worship is the eternal blue sky because our sky is very popular too because it tends to be very blue 24-7, 365 days for the whole year. So I think that's why we 
worship this guy so he pays his tribute to the gods and he will just wish to the gods to his ancestors and then he was just like pledge himself to his ancestors that i'm praying to like support me during this war that i'm going to so i went there it was very windy i think it was november something that's exactly during my second year so I got the chance to like go with my dad and with my cousin and a few of my dad's friends. So in ceremonial or like tributary mountains, we tend to like pile up some rocks. We call it ova. Hmm. We call, like pile up some like ritualistic and um, like silk cloths and stuff. And we like grab three pieces of rock and then we circle clockwise three times. And when we are like circling, we tend to like throw the rocks. I think it represents to like avoid any accidents along the way, along the trip. It's like wishing good trip, good life. And sort good of health. a good luck token. Exactly. Good luck token. Exactly. When we got to the mountain, we just offered some milk because milk is considered one of our purest beverage. So milk is ceremonial culturally related with Mongolia so we just like offered some milk to the sky to the sun and then we just put some Mongolian snacks like dry milk curds and milk cheese and stuff it's called adult and we put some adult and some candies to uh, pay our tribute to the mountain because it's very spiritually and historically like related with Mongolians yeah. You've been talking a little bit about the blue skies and landscapes and so on. We have heard that mm. Mongolia is really beautiful and the nature and it landscapes are yeah. breathtaking, mm. but we haven't been. So can you describe us, give us a uh-huh. visual experience? So uh, even though, you know, Mongolia is facing some political or like societal problems, I really love my country. But one of the reasons why is our nature, because Mongolia has lots and lots of varieties of different landscapes throughout Mongolia. We have deserts, we have forests, we have plateaus, we have mountain ranges. So if you go to the south, there will be deserts. If you go to the east, it will be like totally plateau. Everything will be flat. And when we go west, there will be like mountains and forests and when we like you know go on a family trip to the countryside the night sky is breathtaking you could literally lie on the ground and just like stare up to the skies and there will be millions and billions of stars in the sky and then you will just fall asleep because Mongolia is a really elevated place the land is 2,000 meters above sea level or something so that's why we have a nice view of the stars and we have like beautiful lakes we have like Lake Huskul if you come to Mongolia please visit Lake Huskul and I will be happy to bring you guys to Huskul well you're going to be the mayor of Ulaanbaatar <laughs> I should hope I, you would meet yeah, us I hope, but I really want to like you know bring you to Mongolia and go on a trip to the desert to the mountains and to the forests and stuff so it's very rich in terms of animals we have brown bears we have even snow leopards wolves speaking of wolves wolves is one of our like spiritual animals so in our folktale we believe that mongolians were born out of a deer and a wolf so we call it burchun and qamarul so yeah like nature wise it's like totally breathtaking it's a beautiful way to end. I want to thank Tetson for coming on to Tracks from Abroad, telling us all about Mongolia. And to Elizabeth, our co-host, we're definitely going to have you back. Thank you show. so much. This has been so, so interesting. Thank you so much, guys, for inviting me and giving me the opportunity of, like, you know, talking about my home country. And um, I'm wishing, like, all the best to you guys. <laughs>
засыпает в лесу, а тишина предвещает грозу. Вот показалась мохнатая шерсть, кто-то кого-то сейчас будет есть. Бряцы звонко в землю метал, хриплый рык по кустам проскакал. Вспышка разряд осветил нам зарю, вот донеслось предсмертное хрю. И в этот же миг со всех новостей по лесу пронесся слух. Дети узнали из песни моей, как пятачка завалил Винни-Пух. Студент, что медведя нехороший клиент Будь ты хоть слон или хочешь, будь крот Знай, что медведь тебя в раз раздерет Знала свинья, что беда к ней придет Верила свято, что дружбу найдет Остались копыться и штопором хвост Да медвежонок не так уж и прост И в этот же миг со всех новостей По лесу пронесся слух Дети узнали из песни моей Как пятачка завалил Винни-Пух Об этом товарищ не помнить нельзя А что между ними случилось, молчок? Где ж ты, герой, детворы, пятачок? Хлопает лапой по пузу медведь Все можно есть, если только хотеть Был поросенок, и вот его нет Вот вам, ребята, на все и ответ И в этот же миг со всех новостей По лесу пронесся слух Дети узнали из песни моей Как пятачка завалила Винни-Пух Hey everybody, this is your host Jesse checking back in to Tracks from Abroad. I hope you enjoyed today's interview and show all about Mongolia. A big thank you goes out to Tetsin for coming on to the show, telling us about Mongolia, and also to Elizabeth Cherniak for being our co-host on the show. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you will also donate to CIUT's Spring Funding Drive. We're trying to reach our $100,000 goal. With your help, you can call in uh, to 9... Four, wait, wait, hold on. 416-946-7800. That's 416-946-7800. Or just visit CIUT.FM to donate online. It's super simple. It's easy. And it's going to help shows like this one and also much better shows that have been around a lot longer to stay on the air. And we appreciate your support. Otherwise, we have a few more tracks by an Asian-Canadian artist, Monsune, to wrap up this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Episode number 67. We're going to be back next week for another episode on Colombia, and I hope you'll tune in. My name is Jesse McDougall. We'll see you soon.
Have a favorite show on CIUT? You can now see how they are doing and support their goals. Each day, we will post the fundraising page for the show that is on. See the messages of support from other fans and help your favorite programmers smash their targets. You can find all of our show pages at ciut.fm forward slash donate. Curated by the people, for the people. CIUT 89.5 FM is the sound of your city. Show your support by donating online at CIUT.FM. Should I promise you the world? 
this is Brittany. I was the student guest on season five's episode, Returning to Trinidad. I think TFA is such an amazing program to have on campus just because it allows for light to be shed on so many different cultures and communities that others might not be aware about. And it just showcases the beautifully diverse campus that we have. And that's just what I love about TFA in a very small nutshell. e-transfer, check, securities, and even cryptocurrencies. There's so many ways for you to support CIUT-FM. Visit www.ciut.fm to see how. We love to hear your voice as well. Give us a call the old-fashioned way at 416-946-7800 or toll free at 1-888-204-8976.